Crowley Insurance. Hi, speak to Mike, please. Yeah, just a minute, please. This is Mike Crowley. Can I help you? Mike, this is Joey Jingola. Joey, how are you? Good. How are you doing, sir? Good. This is insurance in your own words from the people who are living and breathing it every day and are struggling to figure out where this industry is going and what they need to do to stay ahead. Hosted by me, Joey Jingola. Let's get into it. No, I haven't. My goal um, is the amount of people we have now, plus one more producer and one more CSR, seems to be the, my ideal fit for my office. It keeps things the way they are. If the producer can bring in business and actually just be the outside sales guy, I can continue to actually be in the office. As much as I enjoy sales, I, was never a, I wasn't born a salesman. I kind of hear that a lot. That was my buddy Mike Crowley of Crowley Insurance in East Syracuse. New York, and I'm just going to name, I'm just going to rename Agency Nation Radio Crowley Insurance Radio because uh, the dude was on Agency Nation Sound yesterday. He's on um, Insurance New Words today. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> my buddy Mike is talking about um, he wasn't, he's not a born salesman. And this is very strange because, I mean, maybe this is just a, a casual observation at best, I guess, but I hear that a lot. I hear that a lot from agents. Of this gen- of our generation, but I say our generation. I'm talking the mm, maybe late 20s to late 30s generation, ish, early 40s. I'm I don't know. I honestly don't know. Those are just the people that I talk to, and nobody wants to own up to the fact that they were born a salesman. And maybe it has something to do with the fact that we all um, never really wanted to sell insurance in the first place. Maybe a few of us did, but we all tried to do our own thing or do everything we could not to sell insurance. But hey, guess what? It's just the thing you can't get away from. And we actually, in some demented way, we end up loving it. And um, and that's what, you know, Mike's saying, well, yeah, I wasn't really a born salesman. And I don't know, maybe Mike's not giving himself enough credit and maybe the term has changed. Maybe, maybe what, you know, we envisioned growing up what we saw our fathers and mothers and aunts and uncles in the business doing and whoever else uh maybe that was a different version of a salesman and that and and we never really defined ourselves with that and and somehow we're not giving ourselves enough credit for the salesman that we have become for today's generation maybe i don't know just kind of spitballing here just kind of thinking uh, it could be some cold medicine talking. I don't know. So just take that take that with a grain of salt. Um, because, you know, there is that certain, maybe I just don't hang around enough killer mentality, right? Like I got just, there's that, you know, I, I do talk to a lot of agents that, you know, they was like, I never did this. I was never good at that. And it kind of, feel, it kind of feels like, just I'm going, I'm just going to say it it kind of feels like maybe we don't have to be that person and be good at those things anymore. People just tend to like me. Like I have a personality that people seem to like and they trust and and, and all that kind of stuff. So I was able to sell insurance off of that. I was never the type that was cold calling or knocking on doors and doing any of that stuff. And if I did, I hated it. So it was more up to the point where, yeah, I can help this person, and, and, and they like me, they refer me, and I, I just would always try and knock the socks on my service, and what I did for people, knock their socks off every time, and it helped grow a book of business. 
and because I started, I mean, I started day after college graduation in here. They gave me a desk and a, and a computer and said, and a phone, and they said, go to work. And I was kind of like, well, what do you want me to do? Well, first, that's called the uh, that's called the family training program, Mike. You didn't know? I mean, that's that's what it is, right? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kid. I wish I was kidding. But um, okay. Second of all, Mike, I'd like to also hand you out the award of being the first person in show history to say the phrase successfully, and I think pull it off. Uh, knock the socks off. So well played, sir. And also, all right, Mike saying, hey, I never really liked cold calling. I hear that again. Much of that is one of the first things that I, if I did cold call, I hated it. And this is probably part of that new generation. This is something that, and I don't know why we're kind of wired to not enjoy this. I mean, it, I guess I don't know. I mean, it's probably not the the greatest thing to do, but I mean, it does seem to be a recurring theme of something that we, I've never, I, I run, a, there are very few people that I come across in today's age that say, hey, you know what, this cold calling thing, it is for me, and I tell you what, I don't know what I'd do without it. Don't hear that very much. But if it is, I would like to know, joyatagencynation.com, let me know. I would like to know. Please, let me know. Um, but in all seriousness, so Mike is saying, well, I, I didn't really cold call, I, I wanted to knock the socks off on service and and just you know hit them liking me and that was enough to grow the business and i think you know does there there is a a lot of figuring this out on your own right even if you do have and maybe maybe this is part of a larger conversation that is becoming part of the industry consciousness if you will of a potential lack of mentorship ish thing i mean I don't know how formal of a process or, you know, training that, you know, we, we need or want. I'm, I mean, you know, people like Mike and, and, you know, I know, um, you know, Ryan and myself, I mean, we all had similar experiences to where it was just kind of tossing in the deep end without any floaties on and let's see what happens. And they weren't coming in after you. That's for sure. Um, and yeah, there was some, some of this and some of that. And, but there was never like, sit down there was no like kind of like lion king moment like there just wasn't any of that at least i don't think and i and we're all still here and and maybe maybe it's maybe it's good maybe it's bad i don't know i don't know that i i have an opinion on that but i do think there is something special of the survival of the fittest kind of mentality that we we do have but i do also agree that that um mentorship is is probably lacking as you know maybe maybe bringing people along. And I guess I was talking, um, I think you'll probably, you probably won't see this until, uh, tomorrow in the vlog, but, um, you know, I think the reason that, you know, this happens so much in family businesses is because, uh, you know, because it's family there, there, there's a, a higher threshold a higher tolerance for supporting that failure early on, because, it is a business that takes a while to get your legs under you and kind of get your bearings and figure out what you're doing. And and it does feel kind of counterintuitive to, you know, the, the this is how I did it, I'm resistant to change, and this is how you need to do it mentality. And, and the, the, there is a lot to be left to the imagination. Um, it is interesting, right? It's, it's very interesting because, you know, what Mike has discovered is that, you know, his kind of natural or unnatural, I don't know, his natural salesman instincts that were, you know, he doesn't feel were, you know, that came natural to him have, you know, put his agency 
in a pretty good place. I basically had to network, and I, w- I got out, and, and I still do. I still network once or twice a week. I, I, I belong to organizations, and, and I try and go to events and different chamber stuff, and I do that to get in front of people. And I never push selling. I never push what I do. I just want people to know who I am and, and where I am. Like, okay, that's, that's Mike, and he, he owns Crowley Insurance. And because of that, they'll, they'll come. Whether they come today or two years from now, they'll come. There's where the, the confidence versus the cockiness kind of can come into play a little bit, where it's, it's no, I'm confident in how we, we present our business and our agency and, and, and our reputation and, and our clients that we can grow at a 10% every single year with the staff we have now, no problem. Now what we're going to hear on the next episode, which is going to be like a pseudo two-parter, I don't know, maybe, I haven't really, I think, uh, is the problem that Mike is currently having with the growth that may or may not be exceeding 10%. I don't know, you have to stay tuned. But, um, okay, so, you know, and this is where I think, I think the confidence thing comes a little bit easier to Mike just being a New Yorker, not like a New Yorker, New Yorker, but just like the people in that state just have a certain sense about them. Just from my experience, you know, Ryan, Mike, Rob, you know, people that we know that have been on the show that, you know, they're just, you know, they just have a certain way about them. Right. And it doesn't necessarily come as natural to maybe some of us that are a little more reserved, but you know, whatever. I'm not saying that's good or bad, but there is something I will say to the confidence that is attractive, seductive, alluring, if you will, that just says, you know, well, I think, you know, I mean, he really didn't seem all that concerned. It was just that, oh, that oh so delicate balance of of giving you enough attention to want more, but not acting like you're, you know, playing hard to get or you're desperate or all that fun stuff, right? And I think that's kind of what maybe Mike is explaining is like, listen, I just went in there with the you know, just to make a good impression and say, hey, listen, I'm an insurance guy and I think I'm probably the best that you have met in a long time. And, and when you do need it, you're going to remember me because I'm a confident human being and, um, you know, I, I'm going to leave a lasting, possibly good first impression. And it, whether it's two months or two years, you know, Mike knows that he's going to fill the pipeline. And now, again, the tricky part is, is you have to obviously do that consistently enough or the two years sort of thing will leave things kind of dried up if you don't, you know, obviously kind of stay on top of it. But, you know, that's something that has developed as a result. You know, Mike's like, oh, I'm just going to network. And again, I'm not saying that, you know, nobody ever did not network. I mean, it's one of the basic foundation principles of, you know, business. So it's not like this is a dramatically radical idea, but it is, uh, it is, you know, it's not cold calling. It's not, uh, you know, whatever, you know, those tactics to say, this is, I'm, this is Mike's, kind of depiction of, you know, what he considers to be not a natural born salesman. So I don't, first off, I don't think Mike is giving himself enough credit. Uh, You know, those are obviously some, and you know, those are some obviously natural salesman skills, but what, you know, where, you know, where Mike says he's not, you know, networking for some people is just a giant big ball of anxiety. It's like other people in physical space. What am I going to do? Who am I going to talk to? I don't really, I don't feel comfortable. And maybe it's not your thing. And I think, I think what we're getting down to is there is no such thing as a pure definition of a natural born salesman or woman in today's world. I think sales comes in all shapes and sizes. It's really just about being around long enough to make sure that you're able to ask somebody if they can buy from you when they need it um, or be there in their way when they do. And I think it doesn't matter 
what way you get to them. It's going to be whatever way is most comfortable to you. And with the tools that are available to us today, those methods, avenues, paths, routes, whatever, they're relatively abundant. And uh, they do acquire, require, that's probably the better word, uh, they do require a different skill set that is even, you know, kind of different than the one that, you know, the, the agents of my generation even necessarily got started with. Those tools were basically thrust upon us to figure out, and, and we've been kind of struggling is definitely a strong word, but we've been, uh, we've been dancing around it ever since. Some of us have, have found the rhythm faster, sooner. I don't know where, they know where this analogy is going, but I think you get what I'm saying, right? It's all about being comfortable with how you want to sell, and I think really owning it, right? That's the, the big thing. I think we want to have this perfect idea of what a salesperson looks like in our head, and just because we're not checking those boxes, we feel the way that we're doing it is somehow not valid. And I think really ultimately it just comes down to are you producing the results? Mike's saying, hey, listen, we're going at a 10% rate, no problem, no problem, whatever, and it's getting done, and that's really all that matters. If you're growing to the expectations that you have for the agency or the agency has for you or whatever, I hope those are the same thing, uh, then I think you'll be okay. Because at the end of the day, I don't think, I don't think Mike or anyone else or you or me, you know, I don't think I think I think people were born with a natural inclination to maybe kind of discuss certain things with people. But outside of that, it's anyone's game today as to how you're actually going to do it. I kind of want to ask. I don't know what it is tonight. I do want to ask a legitimately serious question. It's something I've been thinking about and I just want to know how far off base, how crazy it is. Just because I need to know. Right. What has, what is, or has recently captured your imagination? I ask that question because there's a there's a there's a decent size rhetoric out there that, hey, don't watch this, don't consume that, don't waste time, don't do these things, and I think that is important. I think yes, I think uh, we have become with kind of on demand uh, skipped skip the intro to the next episode sort of thing, uh, binge watching, if you will. I think that has become a bit of an epidemic in some circles, but I do also think that um, letting our imaginations be captured in something outside of the business goal that we are you know, kind of striving for is, I think, relatively healthy. And uh, I don't know, uh, here's what I'm getting at. I don't know that my imagination is captured as much as it once was. Maybe I'm getting old, maybe things are just not... You know, it was exciting to me, um, you know, moving in and out of just different experiences, different kind of art forms, if you will. Just kind of curious, what is really capturing your imagination? Escapism, if you will, some like sports, some like movies, music, TV, video games. I just, you know, there's this thing that like, you know, how do you immerse yourself in something that is that allows your mind to kind of go somewhere else? And what is it? Because I, I have a hard time kind of in the staples, right? I feel like I haven't, I haven't really found a thing for quite a while. And it's like, man, I mean, there's a few things here and there, but I just, I don't know. Maybe I'm just being too hard on myself. Maybe I'm too cynical uh, the way that I look at the world. I don't know. Maybe there's a lot of things that are inherently broken about that. But I just want to, I want your take on those experiences. Do you think it's good, bad? Everything's good in moderation. 
I just, I, I'm, I just, I feel bad. I don't, I'm tired of the, I'm tired of the Netflix shame that is kind of floating around, if you will. I just, I, I feel like, I feel like one or two episodes a week isn't going to hurt anybody. I'm not saying we need to really go crazy on the thing, but I'm just, I'm just saying I would like to know, um, you know, what that is. What's your imagination being kind of consumed by today? And that's what, that's kind of what I'm always seeking is what can kind of, not, not in a, like a numbing sort of way, like what makes me think about something new, something interesting, something that I have never experienced before. I, I guess I watched Blade Runner 2049 and that kind of stirred things up. Pretty, 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 uh, pretty spectacular experience. You know, I like something that kind of puts it out there. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe I finally watched something that was actually imagination capturing, I guess. Joey at agencynation.com. It's getting a little weird, getting a little deep. I don't know. But let me know. What is, do you, do you also share that, that that kind of feeling, that thought, or am I just kind of alone out on, a, on my own little island? Joey at agencynation.com.